Welcome to Kate, Candy and Creepy Crawlies. This is Sahib and today I'm joined by Maria and Loveline from Osh College. Hey Maria, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Sahib? Oh, I'm good. How do you think the weather is out there? Finally, that spring is here. Finally, it's sunny. I've been waiting for winter to go away. I know, that winter that's just gone past, it was crazy. I haven't seen that much rain in so long. Honestly, and I didn't want to wake up in the morning, Mm -hmm. but then I saw the sun and I was like, you know what? It's a good day. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good day. It's time to get out of bed. Yeah. Today, I'm also joined by Loveline. Loveline, how's life going? Hey, um, life's been pretty good. Um, How's your life been going? Um, It's been good, you know. Yeah. Same old, not much. What do you think you'll have for dinner? Um, Today? I'm not sure. I mean, I have pasta for lunch. I don't know what I'll have for dinner. It That's, looks like a good day, so. It does. It does. So we've got lots to talk about today, including Taylor's newly discovered twin, who has almost as many legs as she has songs, how playing Candy Crush in real life would look like. But first, we're going to be talking about how the humble British teen biscuits have grown out of control. You're listening to Cake Candies and Creepy Crawlies. If you could bake any giant biscuit, what would it be and why? See, that's a really interesting question. Honestly, I would just bake a giant chocolate chip cookie, like white chocolate chip cookie. And who doesn't want to bake a giant cookie? I feel like if you had the opportunity to bake a giant cookie, I would 100% do it. But honestly, I think I would bake a white chocolate chip cookie because me and my sister have these movie marathons and a giant chocolate chip cookie, white chocolate chip cookie, is calling for a giant movie marathon, which I would love to do. That sounds amazing. (laughs) What about you, Maria? Personally, I'm similar to you, but just a plain basic chocolate chip cookie would do it for me. And it just reminds me of when you go to Subway and you get those warm ones and they just have so many. It's amazing. And if that was the last thing I could eat, I'd make sure it's the biggest one, like, Ever, oh and I gosh. would not share it with anyone, sadly. Oh. All to me. <laughs> but as you should, we love to hear it. We love cookies. Yeah. Well, the world's largest Jaffa cake is made up from 160 eggs, 8 kilograms of chocolate, and 15 kgs of orange jelly. Oh like, that's gosh. just like... That is crazy. That is so crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What do you get if you mix 160 eggs, 8 kilograms of dark chocolate, and 15 kilograms of orange jelly? The world's largest ever Jaffa cake... That's, like, amazing. That's crazy. I don't understand how someone could do that. (laughs) I've never had a Jaffa cake, but I would eat that. The tasty feat was accomplished by former Great British Bake Off winner Francis Quinn alongside McVitie's staff using the company's top secret recipe. The giant cake, and yes, Jaffa cakes are cakes, was the equivalent of 6,557 regular-sized Jaffa cakes and measured 175 centimetres in diameter. Wow, that's actually really huge. Yeah, when you think about it. I don't even think I would be able to eat that. (laughs) I know, I'd be so, like, full. No, but that's the whole point. You have to share it with people so then you guys can, like, eat it together. (laughs) True, true, true. (laughs) So, Miss Quinn baked the 80-kilogram creation in celebration of the 15th, 15th anniversary of the British Got Talent program. Good on her. <laughs> that is really good. That's some dedication right there. Yep. The Jaffa cake was served to guests and crew at the Britain's Got Talent live semi-finals outside the Apollo in Hammersmith, West London, with 300 servings. How hungry would you have to be to eat a giant biscuit? 
Um, honestly, I don't think I'd have to be that hungry because it's a giant biscuit. If someone puts mm-hmm. a giant cake or a giant biscuit in front of you, uh-huh. are you not going to have the urge to eat it? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, who wouldn't want to eat it? Exactly. <laughs> You've got lots more coming up, including Taylor Swift's newly discovered twin and how playing Candy Crush in real life would look like. You're listening to Cake Candy Creepy Crawlies. Okay, so next up, I have a question for you guys. Would you ever name your pet after a celebrity, like a TV star or a singer? Would you ever name your pet after a celebrity? Mm, that's a good question, Sahib. I personally think if they were a good influencer and had done some amazing stuff in their life, I probably would. But then also there's that 5% that I'm like, mm, what happens if like the phase of not liking that celebrity anymore? Or Very good point. I, I don't know, like... Just if I move out of a phase and I find a new celebrity that I like, I'm not going to change my pet's name like every five months because I feel bad. Like if I've trained this dog to do something and then it just has a new name like Jeremy, Jeremy. it's gone from Samantha to Jeremy. I feel bad for her. Samantha roll over <laughs> and she doesn't roll over. Yeah. She's even named her Jeremy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. Like um, it depends who I'm obsessed with. But then again, like if I'm not obsessed with that person anymore, then would I name my pet yeah. again? Well, like, who would it be at the moment? Like, who are you currently obsessed with that you would named? You like, you would name your current pet after? Mm. Okay, for a girl, Billie Eilish, okay. and then a boy, of course, the king himself, Harry Styles. Harry yeah. Styles, <laughs> great <laughs> choice, we great love. choice. Yeah. Lovely. What about you? Mm, I'm not really obsessed with anyone at the moment. Fair so. enough. Really? You know, it's. I'm just waiting for the right moment. Have yeah. we gone over Timothy Chalamet? Or well, no, but. Like, you know, let me. <laughs> okay, yeah. I see. Well, we're talking about this because Derek Hanan has discovered a new species of millipedes and named it after Taylor Swift. So not only does Taylor Swift have 200 songs to her name, but she also has a millipede now. And so this species of millipedes is called Narnia Swiftae or the Swift Twisted Claw Millipede. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but obviously, you know, he really loves Taylor Swift. And you know what's really ironic uh, is that the millipede was found at Fall Creek Fall State Park in Tennessee, which is the beginning of her singing career. So yeah. it was meant to be. It was, it's just meant to be. It, it has really to happen. Re- for real. Yeah. Okay. So do you think that, like the scientists, like you guys mentioned before, what if he just stops liking Taylor Swift? Not like that would happen. But do you think that the scientist would ever change the name of the species of millipedes because he's not obsessed with Taylor Swift anymore? It's mm. a bit of a hard question to answer. Well, uh, it's like, I mean, he could if he wanted to, but like... But like that millipede has now been trademarked. Like yeah. right. that name, I yeah. honest, even though it probably doesn't know its name, it's going to live with it forever. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get rid of it. And his favourite song is New Romantics. <gasps> we love it. Oh, <laughs> we my do. gosh. So, you know what? I don't even think the scientist has a choice to change it. He's, mm-hmm. he's put too much out there. Fact. We've got lots more coming up, including Candy Crush being played in real life. You're currently listening to Cake, Candy and Creepy Crawlies. So finally, we are going to be talking about what your dream job as a child would have been. Well, oh this sounds kind of weird, but I wanted to be a post girl. That's not weird. Honestly, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I just loved motorcycles and I loved how they went around and delivered posts, letters. And I also watched the Postman Pat a lot. And postman Pat, I feel like that's my favourite. 
yeah, yeah. cartoon TV show as a kid. Thoughts. Oh, yeah. So you just wanted to like, you just wanted to have the letters and like go around to people's houses on a motorbike? Yeah, I wanted to live the postman <laughs> pat dream. You wanted to live that Fair life. enough, Lovelyne. <laughs> Well, I wanted to be a dancer, which I know sounds kind of basic and it's kind of weird because I don't do any dance anymore. But I had this dream, like this random dream one night and I was like, I'm going to travel all over the world and I'm going to perform with my friends in every city. And I was so convinced that my future career would be a dancer. And so costumes, like I would take my mom's heels and I put on her makeup and I would really like play that out and me and my cousins we would perform for our parents. That is so cute. And that's how every little childhood very dra- true. like dreams yeah, but the funny thing is, I don't do any dance anymore, so it's like <laughs> that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> Finally, guys, it turns out that our childhood dreams could have made us thousands through this process. A man has been hired as chief candy officer in an Ontario-based company, where he will serve as head taste taster and try over three thousand. 500 candy products each month. Whoa. That's crazy. I would get so sick from that. That's so <laughs> true. Literally, but it also depends. It depends what kind of candy, I guess. But then that's so much. Mm, true. He has said that this position pays 100, 110,000 Australian dollars a year. That's, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> For eating candy. Mm-hmm. Besides eating about 113 pieces of candy a day, the chief candy operator, officer will lead the company fun house so basically it is every child's dream every child's dream we love yeah but that's a lot of candy mm-hmm. that's like a lot of candy yeah. <laughs> so much so here do you think that you would be able to eat can to be a candy taster in the day and then a broadway dancer at night time why not honestly but th- see the problem would be you'd eat so much candy in the day you just feel sick at night and then you yeah. have to like go dance and You'd probably end up throwing up on the dance stage, yep. but um, that is so true. We could give it a shot. We could, <laughs> we could try. Yeah, as a dancer, eating before you go on stage and maybe eating these lollies would make you not uh, yeah, well at all. See, now we have the professional response from a dancer. <laughs> That's what we needed. <laughs> You're listening to Cake Candy and Creepy Crawlies. That's all we have time for today. My name is Maria with Sahib and Loveline. Thank you so much for joining us here on Cake, Candy and Creepy Crawlies. If you would like to hear more episodes from Olsh College, you can check out you can check them all out on our school's own podcast page at archdradio.com. This podcast was produced by Olsh Pod Squad for Our Lady of the Sacred Heart College in partnership with Archd Radio and Podcasting. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to this channel to hear heaps more of the other school podcasts. Bye. See ya. See ya.